Welcome to Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam, a podcast about navigating adolescence without losing our minds. Each week, I guide you around the teenage landmines with practical tips, simple solutions, and words of encouragement. I'm your host, Dr. Cam. Let's get on with the show. Good morning. This morning, I my alarm went off this morning at the usual time, and I've been really focused on making sure that I get a lot out of my mornings. I read this book, The Miracle Morning, which is phenomenal. Um, I listen to a lot of mindset coaches. I love Tony Robbins. And I've heard Tony Robbins and a lot of other experts say that the people that really succeed make sure that their mornings are really successful because when we have a successful morning, we'll have a successful afternoon, a successful evening, successful day, successful week, successful year. You get the picture, right? And so we set off the chain of events first thing in the morning. And this morning I woke up and I just thought to myself, hell no, I am not feeling it this morning. My bed feels great. I'm tired. I've done a lot this week. I just want to lay here and enjoy the morning. And then I'm thinking, all right, but Tony Robbins gets up every morning, runs immediately into a freezing lake, and he says he does it without fail because he does not negotiate with himself. And then I'm thinking, well, I'm already negotiating with myself because I'm negotiating with myself about whether or not I should negotiate with myself. So that's out the window. And now that I'm negotiating with myself, the self that is deciding to stay in bed has a way better argument right now than the part of me that is saying, get up, get your morning done, do your meditation and your reading and your running and the stuff that you do every morning to set the day off right. So I stayed in bed. And I slept in an extra half an hour and it was wonderful. And then I knew I had the choice that I could spend the rest of my day beating myself up for not starting the morning off right and saying to myself, I'm never going to be successful. I'm never going to be like Tony Robbins and be a be able to do all this stuff because I slept in and now I've ruined it and I'm going to fail and I will never be successful anywhere close to Tony Robbins. Or I could decide to say, you know what, Cam, you've worked your ass off this week and you deserve an extra half an hour in bed. And no, you may not become Tony Robbins, but you also won't become Tony Robbins because you're short and you're a woman and you don't do what he does. But you know what? Tony Robbins can't be you either. And one day Tony Robbins is gonna wish, 
look at me and go, damn, she's successful and she can sleep in and doesn't have to jump in a cold lake every morning. As what we do mainly as women, as parents, is we can spend the entire day beating ourselves up for whatever mistake we make. We start feeling, we start focusing in on our failures, where we went wrong, where we did a disservice to our child, where we weren't able to make a meeting on time, or we, we drove them late, or we didn't have the right thing to say, or our kid won't talk to us now and it's everything that I did wrong. And we spend all day beating ourselves up. There was this Dove commercial that um, a friend of mine used to show at, at, our, um, at our yearly outings. And I love this. This commercial has stuck with me since it was years ago. It has stuck with me ever since. And I'll try to find the link and share it with you. But it showed a bunch of women who wrote down all these things about themselves. And then a few days later, they were sitting in a coffee shop and they had actors literally reading the script that the women had wrote about themselves, but telling it to the person across, like they're saying this stuff to the person sitting across the table. And they filmed the reaction of these women and these women were like, holy crap, I can't believe that person is saying these terrible, horrible, nasty, mean things to this other person. Who does that? And then they discovered they do that every day to themselves. The things we say to ourselves, we would never, ever say to someone that we Someone we even knew, let alone someone we loved, never. But we do every single day. And one of the arguments I hear, and I've told myself, because God knows I do this. One of the arguments that I've told myself is, well, if I don't, if I'm not hard on myself, then who am I holding accountable? Who, how am I making myself accountable? How am I going to improve? If I'm not pushing myself or tearing myself down for my mistakes, what happens is instead of motivating myself by tearing myself down, I just make myself feel crappy and less motivated to do well because now I think, well, I've already ruined it. Why bother? We also think to ourselves, well, if I get to myself first, if I am the first to criticize and judge me, if anyone else judges or criticizes me, I can jump and say, I know, I already know. I already know that. I know. I agree. I agree. I'm terrible. I've already told myself that. First of all, why would you confirm somebody that thinks that you're terrible? Because they're probably not the right friend or person to have in your life. And if they are a friend, and even if they're not a friend, 
they're not going to say that to you. They're probably not even thinking majority, if anything, that we're thinking about ourselves. Now, you know why? They're too busy thinking that about themselves to be thinking that about you. We spend so much time beating ourselves up. If our words were fists, we would walk around bruised from head to toe and could barely walk. I tell this to our teens. I, I go through this with our teens a lot, the teens that I work with and the teens that I mentor. And this is something I'm always hitting home with them. But what I've noticed is I understand it because I still do it. And I know so many adults that still do this. So when we're thinking, I can do better. I'm going to push myself. I'm going to beat myself down so I'm better. What we should be thinking is, I'm going to be kind to myself. Sure, this time I may have not done exactly what the right thing I think would have been done, but that was this time. How could I do it differently next time? What can I learn from this? And is it as horrible as I'm making it out to be? If a friend had done this, would I be as upset and horrified if they had done it? It's a very different way of thinking. And many of us know we do this, but we forget we do it or we think we deserve it. And we do not deserve anyone treating us badly, including ourselves. So I want to tell you three things to think about doing if this sounds like you. Um, the first one is take, this is an exercise to try. Take just today even, just today, even the next hour, because we do it so often, you probably have enough, um, enough to work with in an hour. Um, write down the negative things that you think about yourself. Write them down. There's a couple reasons why I want you to do this. One, when we write it down, we become aware of what we're saying. And I don't think we're always aware of what we're saying. You're gonna start being conscious and mindful of what's going on in your head. The other reason I want you to write it down is because I want you to take a break and then go back and ask yourself, was this as horrible as I was making it out to be in the moment? Was this as detrimental and life-threatening and whatever we were thinking, was it actually that? Were we being a little overdramatic with it? When you do this exercise, you start bringing awareness to this mental chatter in your head that is going on nonstop. And when you're aware of it, you can start to stop it. You can tell yourself, wait, no second. Mm -mm, nope, stop. It's not a good thing to say. It's not a healthy thing to say. I don't deserve that. Stop. Not easy. And there's days where I mean, a lot goes on around here. I'm sure a lot goes on in your head too. It's funny, people can sit still and you have no idea all the crazy going on in their heads. 
But when you think this, sometimes it's really hard to counter that and say, no, no, that's not true. Because we've said it to ourselves so many times that it has become truth to us. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's not true. It's not true. The second thing I want to, to recommend that you do is to take some time to take care of yourself. This is particularly true for women that are moms. And I'm not saying dads don't do this, men, men do this too, but this is a really, something that I think is a really chronic problem with moms. We put everyone in our life first. We'll put strangers first. Not that we shouldn't care for strangers, we should, but not at the expense of our own health and our own physical health, our own mental health, because if we're not mentally healthy, we can't be the mom we want to be for our kids. If we're running ourselves ragged and we're stressed out and we're beating ourselves up for not doing every single thing perfectly, we start to not be able to do anything well. And then we just beat ourselves up more and we get deeper and deeper into this hole. So take time. It's the weekend. I'm ordering you this weekend to do something nice for yourself. Sleep in, treat yourself, do something that makes you feel good. Don't feel guilty about it because you're doing it. If, if you're feeling guilty about it, put it this way. I am doing this so I can become the best parent for my child. Because unless I take care of myself, I can't be the best parent for my child. So if you have trouble putting yourself first, put your child first and realize you have to take care of yourself. Then take care of yourself. What is something that just makes you feel relaxed or makes you feel good or something? My favorite things are the things that you start doing and you lose track of time, your zone, your vortex, whatever you want to call it. Do something that just sucks time away and makes you feel zen at one, whatever it is. What I don't want you to do is go, oh my God, I need to take care of myself. I got to go run five miles and I got to go eat healthy. And now I got to go do this because you know what you're doing? You're just beating yourself up again. Do something that makes you feel good. The third thing I want to ask you or recommend you to do, I'm not demanding you to do anything because then that defeats exactly what this whole message is about. But one thing I want to encourage you to do is to practice gratitude. And I get a lot of eye rolls with the gratitude. Oh my God, gratitude, bleh, whatever. So silly. Uh-uh. It's freaking amazing. When we think about the things we're grateful for. And it can be, oh my gosh, I'm grateful that this, this tree right now 
lived through my horrible parent tree parenting and actually came revived. And now that I water it again, it's, it's actually come to life. I'm thankful for that because that thing should have been dead the way I treated it. I am thankful that I'm sitting here able to talk to you today. I am thankful for, there's everything. There's so much we can be thankful for. And I'm just asking you to think of three things that you're grateful for every day. And when you're doing that, I'm going to add one more thing. And this is a thing that I, I literally have had teens panic when I've asked them to do this. Write down three things that you like about yourself. If you can't think of anything, email me and I'll come up with three things that are amazing about yourself because I guarantee there's a ton that's amazing about you. So write down three things you're grateful for and three things that you like about yourself. Because like I said, the, we talked about the other, I think we talked about the other day, when we zone in on the negative, that's all we see. That's all we focus on. And we start finding things to confirm the negative. When we focus on the positive, we start focusing and finding things to support the positive. So if you start thinking about, here's three things that I like about myself, you start finding things to support those things that you like about yourself. And you're like, okay, I'm finding evidence of this. And maybe there's three more things I can find that I like about myself. And writing things down that you like about yourself is not being egotistical. It's being kind to yourself. Separate the two. So right now I'm going to, I'm taking off. And if some of you have thought, and this is terrible, this goes back to my college days. I'm thinking if somebody's dressed like this uh, in a morning, I'm thinking walk of shame. <laughs> I still go back to then and, you know whatever. So I'm actually dressed like this because I am off to a funeral and it is a funeral of somebody that meant, has meant a lot to me. Um, it is a aunt, it's the aunt of my brother-in-law. So she's not directly my relative and I've, but I've claimed her and her husband as my relatives because they're awesome and I want them to be my relatives <laughs> and they're part of our lives. And she passed away unexpectedly, um, yes, last week. And this woman is someone that I admired so greatly because she had this fearless personality. She never apologized for who she was. And she was, she just put herself out there. She met anybody that sat next to her on a train or she met in line, they would become her friend because she would show sincere interest about them. And she wasn't spending time beating herself up. Now I wasn't in her head, but her actions showed that she was not spending time beating herself up or worrying about what the other person thought of her. She was thinking about the other person she showed sincere interest in that person and was focused on how do I make that person feel good rather than what is that person thinking about me? 
And she made people, she made everyone she came into contact with feel good, feel like a friend, feel important. And she was funny. And she just, the way that she held on to the world and experienced the world was beautiful. And she was not even remotely egotistical. She was generous to a fault and would care for people. Just anything you wanted. She wanted to be the person that take, to take care of you. And she became this person of strength and person of support for so many people in her life. And she's going to be so great, greatly missed. And so I'm on my way to celebrate her life. And I want you guys to embrace life like she did so that people can look at you and say, wow, she really knew how to live. I will see you on Monday. And that's a wrap. Thanks for joining me today on Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam. Make sure to visit my website, www.askdrcam.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show again. While you're at it, if you found value in this episode, I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes, and hey, why not share it with a friend too? Be sure to tune in to my next episode. And remember, parenting teens may not be easy, but with my help, it can be a whole lot easier than this.